genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie, The Fellowship of the Ring, yet another gift-giving minute at a time. Mm-hmm. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 171, which uh, starts with Sam finishing his line from yesterday, uh, last week. Uh, you got go. any more of those nice shiny daggers? Nice shiny daggers? And Galadriel kind of smiles at him kind of condescendingly. I don't think so. I uh, think she just kind of smiles at him and moves on it's just oh you're cute <laughs> uh, and ends with aragorn speaking elvish he's having a conversation with galadriel uh, and he says i would have her leave these shores talking about Erwin. talking about Erwin, because uh, galadriel says she has no greater gift to give aragorn than what he has already been given by arwen the ebon star not elfstone not elfstone king elfstone king elfstone <laughs> You know, this is his grandmother-in-law. Mm-hmm. So she has a she has a vested interest in Arwen's happiness. I she looks so sad when she says when uh, she says Arwen's, Arwen's name. name. Yeah. yeah, she does. Kate Blanchett must have children. I think so. so she does, and I I, mean, I don't know. Whenever you see, whenever I see actors feeling really genuine emotion when they're talking about children or grandchildren my first thought is they must be drawing on something of their own with their own family so i generally assume when i see like a real genuine looking emotion on an actor's face when they're talking about children that they probably have children themselves she has four children well there you go (laughs) they're very lucky to have such a wonderful mother right actual goddess kate blanchett i know oh my god Gimli's reaction to her is like so relatable <laughs> because like he's so he's so embarrassed and like cute and like bashful about yes like asking. also um the helmetless Gimli in this scene with the prosthetic looks so much better than in that other cut mm, scene yeah uh this was obviously filmed Quite a bit later when they had figured out how they really wanted the Gimli prosthetic to look. Yeah. And it, it does look much, much better. And I like the way that the, his hair is very artfully draped around his armor. You mean just, like, hair? Yeah, but it's not, like, it's not all back or it's not all forward. It's really all draped around him. It's covering his whole shoulders. It just makes it look like there's so much hair. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, when he's got the helmet on, it's all behind him. Well, yeah, because he's ready to swing his axe around and kill stuff that's dangerous if your vision's impeded this is also a very good perspective trick because you know uh john Stavies is like seven six and, and a half foot tall right yeah he's like he's almost a foot taller than kate planch he's like eight and a half inches nine inches taller than her so it's this is a this is a cool little perspective trick it looks like he's on his knees Probably in a lot of the scenes, he's when on his he knees. like shuffles and turns away from her. He could have been standing in a hole. That's also something they did <laughs> with him a lot. Just here you go, John, stand in this hole. That's so sad. 
Or have people around him standing on boxes. I like that Galadriel is just so charmed by Gimli. Well, I mean, you might be charmed by John Rhys-Davies as well. That's true. He's a very charming man. Yeah. No, but like the way that she, she laughs when he says, you know, nothing. It's it's enough for me to look upon the Lady of the Galadrim one last time. And she like laughs and it's so, I don't know. I've always liked this scene. I think Uh it's super cute. A couple of the, a couple of the producers really fought to not cut this from the theatrical. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they needed to, not just for time, but also for tone. Right. Because they're trying to move along to the climax. Yeah. Uh, And Peter always really liked this moment in particular because it shows the kind of whimsical side of Galadriel that's not in the theatrical version of the movie, Mm -hmm. but is present in the book. Yeah. Uh, Because she looks so, like, happy and invested in these people when she's giving them their gifts. Yeah. And it it really is a nice thing to see opposite of Dark Queen Galadriel. And I like that this minute um, we see her smiling in amusement and smiling out of, well, I guess also amusement, but like kind of um, She's surprise. Yeah. And then you have that with um, her sadness, but like it's it's like a quiet, resigned sadness yeah. about Arwen and Aragorn. Yeah, I like that we run, like, the whole gamut of emotion with her in this yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. It showcases her as an actress, too. Because, yeah. I mean, you can... And for the past, like, three weeks, we've been talking about Kate Blanchett. Yeah. And, like, this 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 um, section of the movie really does a good job of showcasing her. But I think it's really cool to see her range in, like, the microcosm of a minute. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, I, I do know what you mean. It's it's very cool. I also love her crown, which you get a pretty good look mm, at in this minute, yeah. both the front and the back of it. Uh, I normally am not a fan of mixing silver and gold, but it looks really nice here with like the woodland style design mm-hmm. of like twigs and branches because it really, being two different colors and like a pretty sharp contrast, like silver and gold really helps it look like it's tree branches and vines and well, leaves. Well, I like the fact that they also mix the metals because um, aren't the Malorn trees themselves silver and gold? Yeah, I believe so. Like the trunks are supposed to be like silver and, and then the one, leaves are gold. Yeah, and then one side of the leaves is gold and the other side is like silver as well, I think. I think it's just, um, I think they're just gold. And like her hair also is... We'll talk more about her hair tomorrow, but um, her hair is also supposed to be, like, silver, gold, like... Supposed to shine with light. Yeah. John Rhys Davies is so adorable in this minute. It's so cute. Just shuffling around. No, no, it's stupid. (laughs) I like... It's interesting that um, you can see the difference between movie Gimli and book Gimli here because um, book Gimli like he only voices what he would like at Galadriel's prompting. Yeah, she can she asks him a couple of times, yeah. you know. Um, but movie Gimli I think has a little more initiative. Um, yes. I think he's a little more outspoken. It's also um, it's it's kind of less grand than what he says in the book, mm-hmm. um, but it's a little more poetic. 
Yeah. What he says in the book is all contained together. It's not two separate scenes like what we have here. So that might also be part of why this feels like a little more understated and a little more bashful from Gimli. Yeah. Uh, also, I mean, the shuffling around and going, oh, no, no, it's stupid. Because you have, like, Sam being all flustered and embarrassed and, like, Sam goes, like, red to the ears when he gets the box. Yeah. Um. And he mutters something. And Galadriel moves on to Gimli and he says, um, Galadriel says, what get, what gift would a dwarf ask of the elves? And he says, none, lady. It is enough for me to have seen the lady of the Galadrim and to have heard her gentle words. Yeah. And she's like, you hear that, elves? Dwarves are awesome. The yeah. side decree, basically. And she asks him again what he yeah. would like. Yeah, she asks him twice. She's like, you ain't leaving without a gift, dwarf. <laughs> uh, You're very polite, and I like you. Um, one of the things that I think is kind of cool that John Reese davies talks about in the commentary across, uh, he does most of the talking through like this whole five-minute section that makes up the week because mm. he waxes kind of on and on about the idea of like falling in love with someone just by seeing them once and like being so taken aback by beauty. Uh, but he also mentions how he feels like the character of Gimli was right to call uh, Galadriel an enchantress because yeah. he was enchanted from the first moment yeah. they spoke. I've always kind of, um, I think, subconsciously picked up on that because he's the one who's warning that there's like a sorceress. And then he immediately like, you know, like when people talk about how they're like infatuated with somebody like they they always use the phrase like oh i fell under their spell yeah like and i think that's very fitting gimli failed a will save <laughs> galadriel rolled a, a 20 on charisma <laughs> right charm charm person <laughs> and i think that that is very fitting because um there's something like there's supposed to be something very otherworldly about Galadriel yeah. too. I mean, I I kind of want to save her her hair talk for tomorrow, but her hair. We were reading some um, material on the internet, and one of the phrases that somebody uses is Galadriel's hair itself is supposed to be like the eighth wonder of the world. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. It it shines with light like into that of the two trees of Valinor, mm -hmm. which were lost long before this. So everything about like she is like the ultimate magical girl. Like she she everything about her emanates light and beauty and power. She's beauty. She's, She's grace. grace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know how to finish that. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but I think that that's very funny. It's like a really funny moment, um, with Gimli, because not only does he grow a little more as a person, um, and like him and Legolas get a little more uh, civil. With yeah. each other. Yeah. Um, well, because this is the moment in the movie where, like, Gimli realizes. Tomorrow is. 
Right. But I mean, like, just, no, these moments with Galadriel, though, are like mm-hmm. the moments where Gimli is just like, elves aren't so bad. Yeah. I mean, if an elf can be this beautiful, <laughs> they can't all be bad. I love that he compares her to, because I like that he compares her to the beautiful things that he knows. Yes. He says that she is more beautiful than the gems in the earth. And like that yeah, is the, really, really high price. All the gems yeah. beneath the earth. And I mean, coming from like the Hobbit movies where these dwarves are obsessed with this magical gem. Yeah. And Galadriel like outshines all of them. Right. More beautiful even than the Arkenstone. Yeah. Yeah. That's some that's a big deal. And I I feel like that's why, she, and she knows that, and I feel like that's why she laughs, because she's so, I think she's so taken aback by it. Yeah. I don't know. It's very charming. I've always it's, liked this scene. It's so good. I, and I, I know why it's come from the theatrical, but like the gift giving scene is just such an iconic moment from the book mm. that it always surprised me that it wasn't in the theatrical cut of the movie. Yeah. Because it is so, it's so iconic and like in a very different way than like Tom Bombadil. People remember Tom Bombadil because it's so big and fun. Because it's so weird. <laughs> like, because Tom Bombadil is just outlandish and that's why people remember Tom. And like, They get eaten by a tree and he rescues them. <laughs> like... Right. But people remember the gift giving scene, one, because Galadriel is really cool. Mm-hmm. And two, because the gift giving scene is about the characters receiving gifts. Yeah. And it's, it's about the camaraderie. And the help that the fellowship can get from others. It's it's about different races coming together is ultimately like what the gift giving scene is about. Yeah. And that to me just like makes it feel so important and a really big part of like the theme and the tone of the story in general. Yeah. So it always it, I always thought it was kind of weird that they decided to cut it from the theatrical. I think that in the context of the book, it's a little more important as far as, especially with Gimli, because um, they change the reason that they get waylaid by the elves um, for the movie to focus on the ring as being too evil to be in this land. But if you remember that they, Legolas is like, oh yeah, we have a dwarf. And And the elves are like, he ain't coming in. Yeah. (laughs) You guys are all going to have to stay outside. Yeah. So for Galadriel to say that, you know, dwarves are are not um, are not uncourteous, or that they are not like greedy. She says greedy and ga- and grasping. Yeah. When she's talking about like you know, hey elves, pay attention. This dwarf is awesome. And I right. feel like that is that encapsulates more of these two people coming together towards uh, a like a cause, like a bigger yeah. cause. And uh, when we talk about his gift in the in the following minutes, we can talk more about um, what he says he will do with her gift mm-hmm. because I think it's really cool. Yeah, and I think that's also why she gives it to him. Yeah. But I think that's about it for this minute. Yeah. Because uh, we can talk more about the... I just want to talk about Gladriel's hair. <laughs> we can talk more about the... There's a little bit more like with the Arwen-Aragorn conversation, but that continues till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aragorn-Arwen conversation. Aragorn-Galadriel about Arwen. I mean, she's talking about both of them, so yeah. it counts. 
I like the way she very like tenderly touches the Evan Star when mm-hmm. she's talking to him. There's it's a very cool little character moment because not only does it show like kind of sadness in range of Kate Blanchett's acting, it also shows a little more vulnerability in Galadriel mm-hmm. in the way that she's talking about Arwen. Yeah. Well, it's been years since she's seen her granddaughter. Yeah. She probably misses Arwen. Arwen sure was hanging did. out in Lothlorien for like years. Right. Well, while Aragorn was off becoming a warrior and getting hot. <laughs> yeah. While he was off doing his transformation montage. <laughs> right. And going from lanky, puberty-ridden teenager to kingly. Yeah. And wonderful. Yeah. Right. From, like, awkward 20-year-old to, like, really hot 60-year-old or something. <laughs> right. You know. Uh... You know, becoming a man that can say ride hard with conviction. <laughs> and not sound dirty when he says it. He still sounds dirty when he says it. But I don't I don't even care. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, you can find us on DuelingGenre.com. And if you would like to support us on Patreon, you can do so at DuelingGenre.com slash support. As always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. Hope everyone has a great Monday, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye!